I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome to the Padres postgame show on the Padres Radio Network. Coming up, we'll deliver a full recap of the game with highlights, player interviews, and we'll take you down to the manager's office to hear from Jay Stingler. Plus, an update on the scores from around baseball, final comments from the radio booth, and of course, your phone calls. You can call us at 833-288-0973. Catch it all here on the Padres Radio Network. Well, I know the umpire said that Tommy Pham was out on that last catch, but I don't know. I'm not sure. There may have been a stitch on the grass at Petco there to uh, end the game in the bottom of the ninth inning. I think the problem there with the call trying to be overturned was that the call in the field was out, and it was going to be a tough replay. Um, It was going to be a tough replay for them to reverse if they already had the call as an out, but I don't know. I don't know. I looked very closely multiple times, and there was a lot of ball hanging out of that glove. I'm not saying it's a blown call. I'm just saying that the Padres were very, very, very close to possibly clearing the bases and Tommy Pham becoming the hero after struggling so far this year. But you got to give Tommy Pham credit. He hit the ball hard. It was slicing away from Mookie Betts. You're just hitting the ball at one of the best players in Major League Baseball, if not the top three players in Major League Baseball, Mookie Betts makes an amazing catch in right field after basically running from center field to right field as the ball was slicing away from him. So that catch was no joke. I can't take anything away from Mookie Betts. I definitely think that he, um, I, 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 I guess, well, I'm just going to have to go with the umpires because there was a little bit of that ball popping out, but the Padres fall again. That's two games in a row that the Padres have lost to the Dodgers and I guess what I could say about these games is that the the Padres aren't getting destroyed in these games. They're in these games. They've had chances to win these games. And last night, we know that they had uh, runners on in the extra innings. They, uh, in the bottom of the ninth, they had Fernando Tatis Jr. up, and he looked at uh, a ball, and it was uh, he he went down strike. He struck out looking is what I'm trying to say here. And then in the tenth inning, Will Myers did the same. So they had the opportunities with runners on to score last night. They also had the opportunity with runners on to score tonight. And I, I know that last night's near five hour game. I think you know most of us were looking forward to a pitching duel between uh, I guess the friends and the in today the enemies, you Darvish and Clayton Kershaw, and that's exactly what we got is a pitching duel. So. Padres did not give up the game. They did not lose the game horribly or anything like that. They just uh, got a little bit unlucky in the game. The starting pitchers in this game, though, they combined for 13 innings, three hits, only one earned run, and they struck out 17. And in a game where we saw it all last night, this one was pretty straightforward until the end. It was something that um, it was just one, two, three, one, two, three. In fact, you Darvish even had a perfect game heading in to, I believe, the fifth inning. And we'll get to all the highlights in a second. We're waiting for Jace Tingler to sit down with the media and talk to us about what happened in tonight's game. But it is now... Uh, it is n- The Padres are now 9-7 and seven on the year. And I know that people were very worried about the, the Padres coming into this series after having split with the Pirates. But I, I don't know that you can feel terrible about yourselves if you're a Padres fan. Because... It's just not – it's not the same Padres team. It's not what we're used to. 
and you Darvish coming out tonight and needing to go deep into the game because of the nine pitchers that were used in the game last night by the Padres. He did. He went seven innings strong. He threw 98 pitches. He struck out nine. He did everything that he could have to win the game for the Padres. It just wasn't there. And then there were some unlucky bounces for the Padres as well. You know, Will Myers, he actually hit the, the ball up the middle that ended up being a double play. That will go down in tonight's game as uh, the hardest hit ball in the game. That's how unlucky the Padres were tonight, is that he hit the ball at 106.3 miles per hour up the middle of the fi- of the field, and he was unable to get on base, which is just an unlucky thing for the Padres. Right before that, though, Manny Machado, he singled with a 105.7-mile-an-hour ball uh, in play. So the Padres, they were making contact. They were... Uh, doing what they needed to do, but in the end, they do fall two to nothing to the Dodgers. Now the Dodgers move to thirteen and two on the year. The Padres move to nine and seven on the year. So the the gap in the National League West is widening between the Padres and the Dodgers. And tomorrow is another tough game for the Padres going up against Trevor Bauer. So Blake Snell is going to need to bring his A game when he shows up at the ballpark tomorrow because the Padres absolutely need to win the game tomorrow. We talked about it in the pregame show. The the way for the Padres to not go in slumps and to not spiral into losing is to follow up losses with wins or at least win the series or, or, or at least split the series. You just never want to continue to snowball these losses, and by the time you know it, you're under 500 and you're looking up at the Dodgers and you're trying to catch them. That's what you're trying to avoid. That's what we talked about all year coming into the game. So Padres, again, go down to the Dodgers 2 to nothing. Speaking of Jay Stingler, he is now with the media, so let's go to him and find out what he had to say about tonight's game. Let's take a trip down to the Padres clubhouse and hear from the manager, Jay Stingler. Presented by Sin Lee Food. Find your next cooking adventure at Sin Lee Food. 4665 El Cajon Boulevard. The Cook's Asian Resource. You know, steps up and, and squares the ball up, hits a ball as, uh, you know, as, as good as you can right there, right center. And, you know, off the bat, you think it's down. And, and uh, you know, we're about a maybe a half inch, you know, away from tying this game up and, and, uh, you know, keep going or, uh, so, you know, feel like we're, we're right there and, and, um, you know, just haven't been able to, you know, finish it off quite yet. They're facing a, a, an ace from the Dodgers every day this series. Is it a matter of just facing really good pitching or are there missed opportunities that you saw tonight from the offense? Yeah, I think, uh, tonight, I think, you know, you, you had two starters, ours included, you know, that aces in the game and, and honestly just, you know, throwing the ball extremely well. So you, you understand it's it's going to be limited opportunities. And you know, I think you got to tip the cap, you know, to the, to the pitch. And, um, you know, but uh, our guys, you know, battled and, and uh, you know, being able to get the, the, the tie and run up into scoring position. And like I said, it's uh, that that's, you know, when you're facing an ace, you know, a lot of times it's going to be two, one, three, two, you know, somewhere in there. And, and so, uh, you know, we didn't get, uh, you know, the break there with that ball getting down there at the end. Are you fighting anything in the clubhouse as far as just uh, kind of demoralizing on the way that it's finishing? Or are there things that, that are being taken away from this that, that aren't that the case there? You know, I think I... I think we're right there. Um, we understand we haven't played, you know, our, our, our best ball. It, it, it hadn't, we haven't had too many days where, you know, we pitch, play great defense, timely hitting, just everything kind of clicking. So uh, I'm encouraged that uh, we've got a long ways to go, you know, for, for the top of the game. And, uh, you know, we feel like we're in, you know, every ball game, um, you know, we're, we're, we're creating, you know, some opportunities. We just got to cash those in and, and uh, just continue. And we've got a long ways to go, uh, you know, long season. But we feel, you know, we're, we're going to keep making strides. And we feel like we've got a, a ways to go with, you know, kind of our ceiling of what we're capable of doing. Clayton Kershaw said that he took issue with Profar's swing. He thought he could have hurt Austin Barnes. He said it wasn't a big league swing. Did you – what was your interpretation of what happened in that situation? I thought, uh, you know, the, 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 uh, at bat before, you know, uh, you know, Kershaw, you know, throws that, 
he tunnels his pitches so well and it's it, it's tough to see the rotation so uh, i definitely 100 percent do not believe like you know profar's trying to do that i believe he's up there battling and doing uh everything he you know seeing it deep and uh you know it's it's tough to pick up rotation so i think you know that profar is not going to go up and try to hit the guy's glove he's up there battling uh, last one for me, Jace. Manny was in the game. Trent stayed in the game. Are they both okay on the injury front? Yeah. Um, you know, talking to the trainers afterwards, we actually feel, you know, somewhat encouraged with, uh, you know, where the guys are at. And certainly, you know, Manny and, and Grish both uh, finished the game. And, and so we feel pretty good with where they're at going in for tomorrow. Thanks, Jace. AJ Caspo. Jace, was that Grisham's hamstring? Just to clarify, same no, way. no, it was not. Um, his quad, um, you know, kind of just tightened up on him a little bit. It was not the hamstring; it was the quad. When the margins are as thin as they've been the last two nights, how does that how does that sit? I guess when you're playing a team, obviously they're looking to reel in. I mean, is there any solace in how close you are, or is it really just frustration? Look, these uh, both. I mean, you know, the, these games can go, you know, either either way, and so, you know, like I said, we feel, you know, we we haven't had everything, you know, clicking quite yet at the the, the start of the year, um, you know. But uh, the one thing I'm encouraged about the way the guys are competing and and playing, the effort, the energy, all those things, um, you know. So we we feel we're right there, uh, but. Uh, you know, we 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 got to do a couple things a little bit better, whether that's execution or you know the the night before, you know, it could have been uh, situational hitting, defense, you know, just all all those things. Um, you know, we're we're going to get those things tightened up as we get going and and find our stride. And I think you may have said this earlier, but just to clear, you, you thought that was down off Tommy's bat in the ninth inning. You thought that was going to land. When he initially hit it, I did. We'll go to Kevin Acey. Jason, is uh, Camposano going to start tomorrow since you've had to use Victor so much the last two days? I'm sorry, is who? Camposano. Um, no, right now we're going to go with uh, Victor. Um, I know there's 145 games. I've heard everything you've said tonight. You play the Dodgers again next week. You've talked about how good the Brewers pitching is going to be. You know you'll face good pitching in L.A., I mean, how much longer can you go on without this getting rectified offensively? Um, and we, we we knew this week it's it, it's going to be a test of where you know we're at. Um, you know we're we're going to see you know arms for the this stretch, and and, and so you know these things are going to make us better. You know this isn't you know this is what we are now is not going to be our, our finished product. And, and uh, you know, these are some big time tests. And so the more we see it, the better we're going to get, the, the sharper we're going to get, um, the better we're going to get at executing and, and things like that. So, uh, you know, I, I think it's great. And you know, we're seeing a, a bunch of aces in a row. And, and, and so it's an opportunity for us to continue to grow. All right. Thank you, Jace. We'll be back shortly with you, Darvish. That was Jace Tingler meeting with the media after the game tonight. Obviously a little disappointed with what happened tonight. And uh, I think we all thought that Tommy Pham's ball was going to fall, Jace. I think we all did. It was just a great play by Mookie Betts. And again, I've looked at this play a hundred times, and I think there was a stitch on the grass. But I'm not going to keep making a big deal about it because it's over. And the Padres have lost to the Dodgers 2 to nothing. Uh, they opened the year with two straight losses to the Dodgers. Dodgers moved to 13 and 2 on the year and the Padres moved to 9 and 7. Clayton Kershaw gets the win. You Darvish unfairly gets the loss. But um when we get back, we're looking to take your calls tonight. If you're concerned by what you're seeing, give us a call. If you want to get anything Padres related off your chest, give us a call. 833-288-0973 and we're going to be talking to all of each other right now after two straight losses to the Dodgers. When we get back, we're going to go through the highlights of tonight's game, and surprisingly, a lot happened in a 2 nothing game. We'll also talk to Coach John Quintero about tonight. I'm Matt Scraby, and this is the Padres postgame show. The Padres fall to the Dodgers 2 nothing. back in a second on 97.3 The Fan.
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. This is Tony Gwynn Jr. from Gwynn and Chris. You're listening to the Padres postgame show on 97.3 The Fan. Matt Scraby back with you here at the Odyssey Palace. Padres lose to the Dodgers 2-0 tonight for their second straight loss to start the season series against the Dodgers. Clayton Kershaw gets the win. You Darvish takes the loss. If you're looking to give us a call, please do 833-288-0973. Brian's going to put you on hold. Stay right there because we are going to be taking calls a little bit later. We'll get to as many as you all want to. And uh, I, I looked this up in the break. The Padres with runners in scoring position the last two nights combined for four for 26 in the last two games. So that's just not going to get it done against the Dodgers. Last night, I mean, we, we saw it. We've already talked about it, the two strikeouts in the ninth and the 10th. But tonight they had their chances as well, and they went one for six with runners in scoring position. So, I mean, last night they went three for 20. That is definitely not going to get it done uh, over the world champs, the defending world champs. They are going to make you pay for your mistakes, and that's exactly what happened in these last two games. Still another game to go and still... I think 17 more to go between the Padres and the Dodgers, but these these do hurt early in the season after having that exciting game last night and all that good stuff. So with that said, let's go through everything that happened tonight. Take a listen, Padres fans. It's time to hear the big plays of the game with the post-game highlights on the Padres Radio Network. Post-game highlights are presented by EcoWater SoCal. What's in your water? Find out online at EcoWaterSoCal.com and schedule your free water test today. That's EcoWaterSoCal.com. All right, Hugh Darvish. He retired the Dodgers in quick order in the top of the first, striking out Mookie Betts, Corey Seager, grounding out, and Justin Turner was rung up looking to end the top of the first. And on the other side, Clayton Kershaw did the same thing and retired the first three. Grisham grounded out, Tatis struck out, and Manny Machado hit a soft pop-up to Max Muncy. At this point, we were all strapping in for a duel, and Hugh Darvish was locked in, ending the inning with this. A ball and two strikes coming to McKinstry, swinging a miss. Got him to chase the fastball up out of the zone and a second straight 1-2-3 inning with two strikeouts to start tonight for you, Darvish. In the bottom of the second, Will Myers walked, and that was it for the Padres in that bottom half of the second. The third was quick on both sides with both pitchers being locked in. Hugh Darvish puts away the Dodgers 1-2-3 again and now has a perfect game through four. Then in the bottom of the fourth, we saw some of the competition boiling over just a bit. Jerickson Profar was up to bat with two outs and struck out. The Dodgers headed off the field, but not so fast. He was, Jerickson Profar that is, he was 100% positive there was catcher interference, and the Padres challenged it. Then... Things got a little crazy because Clayton Kershaw came back out of the dugout and started screaming profanities at Profar in a moment where I don't know any of us have ever seen Clayton Kershaw this fired up, but it seemingly was Clayton Kershaw this fired up. Again, it was a, it was a random call in the early part of a 162-game season, but 
If you're if you're not thinking that these two teams are feeling like this is a rivalry, just point to Clayton Kershaw tonight and what happened in that inning and what happened with Jerks and Profar because he was fired up. The call was actually reversed, and the Dodgers did have to come back out in the field, and Profar went to first. Didn't matter, though, because Jake Cronenworth flew out to center. But there was uh, certainly some heated moments in that half inning. With the perfect game in tow, Yu Darvish got the first two outs of the fifth, but then things went a little south, starting with this mistake. Ball on a strike. McKintree takes down an inning, let it hit him on the foot, and that's the first base runner of the night for the Dodgers. So similar to what happened in the White Sox the other night, I mean, it wasn't in the ninth inning. This was in the fifth, but the first runner on for the Dodgers tonight was due to a hit by a pitch and the perfect game was not in reach anymore and neither was the no-hitter because the next batter Luke Rayleigh singled to center so two men on for the Dodgers Austin Barnes then walked and the bases were loaded with pitcher Clayton Kershaw coming up the eight pitch battle with Clayton Kershaw ended with you Darvish doing this Runners go, and Darvish's pitch is just off the plate outside. Ball four and one to nothing, Los Angeles. No Dodger had reached base until there were two outs this inning. A hit batter, a single, and now back-to-back walks, including one to Clayton Kershaw, has put the Dodgers in front. So you Darvish walks in Clayton Kershaw. The Dodgers lead one to nothing after the top of the fifth. I mean, think about how crazy that is. You Darvish has a perfect game going into the fifth, and he ends up giving the only run he gave up tonight, which was a walk to Clayton Kershaw. So you got to give credit to Clayton Kershaw for battling. And I know Tony and Jesse throughout the game were talking about how Clayton Kershaw, even though he might not be the best hitter in the world, he is really good at taking pitches and hitting pitches and driving up that pitch count for the opposing pitchers. So that's how he helped himself. Uh, After the top of the fifth, the Padres, they didn't put up much of a fight in the bottom inning and were retired 1-2-3 by Kershaw. Yu Darvish, though, he was back in control in the top of the sixth, retiring Corey Seager, Justin Turner, and Max Muncy in order. Turner and Muncy with strikeouts, and the Padres were struggling to get runners, but things opened up a little bit in the bottom of the sixth. Trent Grisham walked... Fernando Tatis Jr. struck out for his third time of the game. Trent Grisham then stole second base. Manny Machado singled to left. And the Padres had runners on the corners with hot-hitting Will Myers coming to the plate. And the Padres' best chance to score at that point in the game. And then some bad luck struck. Three and two. The pitch to Myers. Grounded right back up the middle. Kicks off the mound. Backhanded by Taylor. Steps on second. His throw to first is in time. What a double play. Oh, heartbreak for the Padres. A ball scalded up the middle by Myers. It kicked off the side of the mound. Ricochet to Taylor, who was playing on the left side of the infield. He backhanded it, touched second for one, and just got the throw to first ahead of Will Myers. And like I said earlier, that was the hardest hit ball of the night right there. So that just shows you how unlucky the Padres were. Will Myers with 106.3 miles an hour off the bat. And it hit the rubber, and it bounced, and it went right to the Dodgers. So they ended up getting the double play. Uh, the Padres, they couldn't take advantage, and they moved to the top, top of the seventh. Uh, with Yu Darvish being incredible tonight, he set his strikeout mark as a Padre. Here's the 0-2. And Taylor swings and misses late on a fastball, and three straight strikeouts for Yu Darvish going back to last inning. That's a new season high. Eight Ks for Yu Darvish, one out here in the seventh. It's almost like a tale of two games. We got Yu Darvish pitching a gem, and then you got... Clayton Kershaw pitching a gem on the other side. By the way, I wanted to get this in. Uh, Will Myers on that inning-inning double play. Yeah, that was the 21st this year for the Padres, which is the most in baseball. So not a good thing with the double plays and not a good thing with being the most in baseball with airs. The top of the seventh was the last for you, Darvish, and he pitched absolutely magnificently. He retired the first 14 batters in a row, had the hiccup in the fifth, and then retired the last seven batters in a row. So final totals for you, Darvish. Seven innings pitched, only gave up one hit, one earned run while walking two and striking out nine on 98 pitches. Clayton Kershaw's night was also done after 98 pitches. He went six innings, only giving up two hits, walked two, and struck out eight. The Padres had a whole lot of nothing happening for them in the eighth, and then Emilio Pagan entered the game to pitch for the Padres and immediately gives up the second run of the game to the Dodgers. Emilio set, and now the pitch is launched out to deep left field. Bam, going back, looking up, going to go. Justin Turner with his fifth home run of the season, and he has doubled the Dodger lead here in the ninth. Two to nothing, L.A. 
Yes, so Emilio Pagan, he was actually lights out after that, but that one home run put the Dodgers up 2 to nothing, and it almost at that point seemed like the Padres had no chance of coming back just by the way that the game was going. I know the two runs is really nothing, but the Padres' offense has struggled. They've gone 4 for 26 with runners in scoring position in the last two games, so two runs is a lot of runs for them to overcome. And the bottom of the ninth, Manny Machado, he struck out. Will Myers, though. Singles to left. Victor Gonzalez comes in for the Dodgers to pitch. He walks pro far, and there's two men on. Jake Cronenworth grounds out, but the runners move over, so there's two outs, runners on second and third. Tommy Pham came to play, came to the play, and he did his best to drive in those runs. No balls in a strike on Pham. Gonzalez set of the belt, takes a big deep breath. He kicks and deals, and this pitch is muscled out to right center. Betts on the run. He dives. Did he make the catch? He did. What a play by Mookie Betts to end the game. And that was it. And, again, that play, Mookie Betts, he made a incredible play, running all the way from center field to right field, diving. And when you get a chance to see this play, if you're an aspiring uh, outfielder out there, check out where Mookie, Bo- Mookie Betts' eyes are the entire time. He does not leave the ball once, and that's why he is one of the best major leaguers out there. So the Padres lose 2 nothing. The Dodgers, uh, two runs on three hits. They had one air. The Padres, no runs on three hits and no airs. Clayton Kershaw gets the win, moves to 3-1 and one on the year. Hugh Darvish takes the loss. Unfortunately for him, he moves to 1-1, one and, one, and Victor Gonzalez gets the save for the Dodgers. If you want to talk with us here on the post-game show, I'm Matt Scraby. You can. You can give us a call, 833-288-0973. I see a few people online here, so please stay right there. We'll get to you as soon as possible. But right now, we have to talk with our guy, Coach John Quintera. It's been a little tough for the Padres these last two nights, especially after the game last night. But you, Darvish, losing tonight, that, that's got to hurt you deep down inside. Well, man, there's no doubt about it. I mean, Darvish, especially with the bullpen being taxed, and they weren't sure exactly what direction they were going to go in the bullpen tonight, Darvish uh, definitely did his job and a whole lot more. I mean, going seven innings and holding that Dodger ball club to one hit and one run, he you know he walked a couple. Obviously, that one walk uh, ended up costing him the ball game, but nine punch outs. I mean, I don't think he can pitch any better than we saw tonight. I don't either, and he set his uh, Padres mark with nine strikeouts tonight, so you, Darvish, was just incredible. But Tommy Pham, you know, he's been the center of attention for a lot of Padres fans, and he's he's hitting the ball hard. He's just being he, – it's just really unlucky for him right now. If you were someone uh, coaching Tommy Pham, if you were one of the Padres coaches, what? how would you approach that? How would you deal with him? Would you just keep running him out there, or, or what would you do, Coach? Well, it, yeah, you know, I said yesterday on the talk show that I would, uh, you know, I was, wasn't going to have him in the lineup last night with uh, Walker Bueller on the mound, but, you know, he came in and struck out last night. But I, I definitely thought he was going to be in the lineup tonight. And, you know, 0 for 4, I mean, he's seen his batting average now go down to 128. And, man, Matt just made an incredible play. I mean, boy, I'll tell you, the folks on the way home, they got their money's worth. That was a hell of a Major League Baseball game tonight, really, by, by both ball clubs. Uh, but, you know, what I would tell Tommy, first of all, Tommy Pham's a real hard-nosed guy, a hard worker, puts a lot of pressure on himself. I don't think you need to, to do a whole lot. I think just, uh, you know, give him a few pats on the back, get him in the cage, get him out there, live BP. And, you know, this guy's a veteran. It's not like he's a young kid trying to establish himself. He's been a long time major leaguer you know he did a good job with the the cardinals he got moved to tampa did a good job there and you know just uh, for whatever reason man it hasn't worked here in san diego he hit 211 last year and had a broken hamate bone and you know came into the season we know about what went on during the off season and you know he got off to a slow start in spring training kind of picked it up but uh you know the balls he is hitting right now the balls he's hitting hard just not falling so he just got to keep uh doing uh, what he's doing and uh, you know, as long as he's not striking out, that's the big thing. And he did strike out a couple of times tonight. But, man, if that ball would have dropped tonight, you don't know 
how much pressure would have been off of Tommy Fan, and you don't know if that maybe would have unlocked him. So let's see where he goes here the next couple of days. I definitely agree. He seems like he's on the cusp of trying to break through at least at some point soon. Uh, let's move our attention to uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. We're talking to Coach John Quintero here on the Padres postgame show, 97.3 The Fan. Fernando Tatis Jr., we all know he came back last night. He hit the home run, but... He has been striking out a lot this year, and he struck out three times tonight. He struck out with runners in scoring position last night in the ninth inning. What are you seeing with Fernando, and and what are you seeing with what he's doing at the plate right now? Oh, I think he's trying to find himself. I think last night, you know, when he took that pitch in extra innings um, uh, for the strikeout look, and I, I think he was probably guessing a little bit. Uh, I just don't think he feels real comfortable. I think he also feels a tremendous amount of pressure. I mean, I don't care what anybody says. You sign the contract he signed. He's a young kid. He's a good kid. Uh, he wants to impress everyone. I think, you know, he's always trying to hit a five-run homer every time up. And he just needs to get back to being Fernando Tatis Jr. And I also think that, you know, defensively, you know, he didn't make an error tonight, which, but he still has seven errors in seven ball games this year. And you know, I still, I'm going to go back, and I still think it has something to do with his shoulder to a certain degree. And you know, that ball last night that uh, was shoveled to him by Cronenworth, some people thought it might have been Cronenworth there. Nah, that was Tatis's there. He got to, uh, you know, grin and bear that one a little bit. But I just think he's trying to do too much at the play. He's trying to hit a home run every time up. I mean, it's working hitting the ball up the middle of the diamond, and you, you hit the ball hard like he does. Uh, it's going to go out of the ballpark sooner or later. But, I mean, I, I look at where he's at. And, again, he's only played in seven games. Uh, you know, tonight, uh, an 0 for 4 with a three punch out. His average dwindled down to 143. But, you know, he's the type of guy, Matt, that can get on a roll. I mean, he could get, you know, six hits in two nights, and all of a sudden that batting average is climbing in a hurry. But I just hope he can stay healthy. I, I hope he's got confidence in that shoulder. He's not trying to baby it too much because – this game is hard enough when you're close to 100%, and nobody's ever 100% after they go through spring training. You always have those bumps and bruises. But if he's going to try uh, to get through this season, baby in that shoulder and kind of protecting it, it's going to be a tough go, I think, for him. Yeah, I agree with you. He, I think he's still trying to acclimate how to play. Uh, just like you said, you know, he, he plays hard, so it's going to be tough for him to change the way he plays. He's been playing the same way his entire life. Last one for me, Coach, is uh, they're, they're going to play tomorrow for the third game of these first series of the season. Padres can't even win the series here, but they can pick up at least one game from the Dodgers. How important is tomorrow going into uh, the week and then having to face the Dodgers again for four more in L.A. at the end of the week? Well, I, I think, I mean, when you look at the Dodgers' record right now, they're 13-2. and two, And, yeah. you know, with the Padres lost tonight, they're 9-7. and seven. I mean, the Padres drop it tomorrow – uh, there's a possibility with Milwaukee coming in, Padres could go to L.A. with a, a record under 500. That wouldn't be good uh, because the Dodgers got the Padres for four ball games in their ballpark uh, Thursday through Sunday. So I think it's a big game tomorrow. Blake Snell, I think, has got to pick it up. You know, he got taken out in that last ball game in the first inning after throwing 38 pitches and, and giving up uh, three runs. Uh, you know, he got to come out and he got to give a little distance tomorrow. He got to get some guys out early in the count. And he needs to go a minimum of five, if not six, and give that bullpen another day. Maybe tomorrow, because Craig Stammen is such a team guy. You know, he pitched that last game in Philadelphia, he went, or in Pittsburgh, he went three innings. Knowing Stam, and he'll show up at the ballpark and he'll, he'll tell JK, I can give you one today, but they'd probably like to give him another day off. But. Uh, I think all hands on deck tomorrow, and then you'll figure out what you're doing on Monday night against Milwaukee. I think this is a very important ball game, not only in, in the standings, but I think mentally the Padres got to prove themselves they can beat these guys. I agree, and it, the offense has just been, I guess, the for lack of a better term, atrocious to start the year in some regards, and, and now they're they're going to face Trevor Bauer tomorrow, who Trevor Bauer has been throwing the ball well. So a uh, very important game for the Padres tomorrow, and we will be hearing from you on the postgame show tomorrow. Is that right, Coach? That is correct, and I want to say one last thing as yes. I get out of here. You know, when you're playing against the Arizona Diamondbacks or, you know, some of the pitching staff of the Colorado Rockies, you can work the count. When you're going against aces, guys like we saw last night, and Bueller didn't have his great stuff, by the way, last night. Kershaw was great tonight. Uh, you know, the guy going tomorrow, Bauer, he's goofier than a fruitcake, but the guy knows how to pitch, okay? 
you, you can't stay up there and try to work the counts on guys like that. They may only give you one at pitch in the bat. You got to be hungry. You got to be ready to swing at every pitch that is delivered. And I think more than anything else, the Padres are putting themselves in a lot of counts or behind in the counts. When you're behind in the counts, more times than not, you're not going to get the job done. Yes, spoken from a guy who knows what he's talking about. Thank you so much, Coach. Have a great night, and uh, we'll hear from you tomorrow. All righty, Matt. Keep it rolling tonight. Thanks. That was Coach John Quintero breaking down the game. We have a few callers on the line, so uh, if you want to give us a call and you want to get anything Padres-related off your chest, you can, 833-288-0973. But let's go out to the phone lines right now, and we're going to start with Sean. Sean, how are we doing tonight? I know that you uh, were hoping for a win, as most Padres fans were, but what what are you thinking after tonight's loss? But then I looked at the um, the games behind, like four and a half games. I'm like, I looked at the positive side. Like, it could be a loss. So we could be like six, half, seven and a half, ten and a half. But four and a half is doable for me. I think that's okay. okay. We could do it, you know? I, I like your I like your positivity, Sean. I don't know that many Padres fans are feeling like that, but I like that you are feeling like that. What do you think is going to happen tomorrow? What are you ready for tomorrow? I just hope that the Padres play the A game and just get hits. Like, um, we almost got hit today, but luckily that guy caught the ball, likely. I thought I touched you around at first, but I'm like, wow. Yeah, yeah, that was a pretty tough tough way to end the game. Thank you for the phone call, Sean. I know that you are paying attention to every Padres game, so awesome that you gave us a call. Please give us a call now, 833-288-0973. Let's go to Davion. What's going on, Davion? How are you doing tonight? Oh, Davion, what the heck, man? You give us a call. Give us a call back, 833-288-0973. We're going to take as many of your calls as you want right now, but uh, we have to take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to do the play of the game, and I haven't decided yet, so Brian and I are going to go through our, our process here after the game and figure out what the play of the game is. And we're also going to talk about whether or not you, Darvish, can be our player of the game. So all of that is next on the Padres Post Game Show. Give us a call, 833-288-0973. We'll be back here shortly on 97.3 The Fan. This is Blake Snell from the San Diego Padres. You're listening to Padres Baseball on the Padres Radio Network. Matt Scraby back with you here in the Odyssey Palace on 97.3 The Fan, the Padres postgame show. The Dodgers beat the Padres tonight 2 to nothing. The Dodgers moved to 13-2 on the year. It hurts to say. It really does. The Padres moved to 9-7 and on the year. If you want to give us a call and talk to us about what's going on in your head with the Padres, you can, you can call us at 833-288-0973. We have a few people on the line here right now. Let's go to our first caller, Dave. Hey, Dave, how's it going? Hey. What are you thinking tonight, Dave? What are you thinking after two straight losses from the, uh, from the Padres? You know, I'm... I'm kind of thinking that we're overblowing this a little bit. In what regard? Um, You know, we've been battling through injuries here at the beginning of the season. Um, And we got great news today. Denelson Lamette is back in San Diego. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I I really think, yeah, these games are going to be tough. But, man, we're very, very close. And... We're kind of playing under the weather right now, so take take it how you will. But I I think you know once you know as Jace Tingler said, once everything starts clicking, I I think we'll be okay. You know what, Dave? I like your outlook because it is it is true. The Padres are close. They and like I said, uh, they they're four for twenty six runners in scoring position the last two nights. Any one of those at-bats end up in a couple runs, and the, the, the Padres could be winning one of those two games. Uh, so I, I appreciate your outlook, Dave. And, and what do you think about tomorrow? If it's if it's not too important to you that things happen right now, is, is tomorrow a must-win game, or is that just uh, a, a game that they need to get out of there a little bit healthy and just focus on the rest of the year? Well, well being a Padres, <laughs> a diehard fan, every game a win. Okay. <laughs> Obviously, but yeah. um you know, I I'm excited to see what Blake Snell mm. and Trevor Bauer 
are going to throw back and forth. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm ready for kind of. I mean, it's been chippy so far. Oh yeah. I I think it it could get a bit chippier. <laughs> you know, you know what's funny, Dave is uh, Brian and I were talking during the game about that same exact thing, Trevor Bauer, and how the crowd's going to react to him tomorrow. I think that's. Uh, I, I'm not doing the pregame tomorrow, but what to watch for, what the crowd does with Trevor Bauer. I, I think it's going to be a fun atmosphere tomorrow. And thank you for the phone call, Dave. Really appreciate it. Please give us a call back anytime in the postgame show here on 97.3 The Fan. But I like I like Dave's outlook. He he's not too worried just yet, and he says they're they're close, and they are. The Padres are close to breaking through on some of these games. And like Coach said earlier, if you're playing the Diamondbacks, you know the Diamondbacks aren't very good. You're playing the Pirates, the Pirates aren't very good. So you have to you have to kind of temper expectations when you when you start like that. But the Dodgers being 13 and two right now is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, let's go back out to the phones. If you want to join us, 833-288-0973. We have uh, Steven on the phone. Steven, how's it going tonight? What's on your mind? Hello, Steven. All right, we'll put Steven back on hold and see if he's there in just a second. But in the meantime, we have to make a choice for play of the game. And there were only so many plays in this game, but I think you all know where we're going to go with this. So let's check in and find out what we chose. What was the turning point in today's game? Let's take a listen to the bold play of the game. Presented by Bud Light Seltzer Lemonade. Bold, public, packed with lemonade flavor. No balls in a strike on fan. Gonzalez set at the belt, takes a big deep breath. He kicks and deals, and this pitch is muscled out to right center. Betts on the run, he dives. Did he make the catch? He did! What a play by Mookie Betts to end the game. Yes, that was the play of the game, and unfortunately, it was the play of the game. Mookie Betts catching that ball at the end. It was a great catch. It was a great hit. I can't say that Tommy Pham did anything wrong. It was a sli- it was slicing it away towards the right field line. Mookie Betts was playing in center. He had to run all the way over to right field and make that catch, diving to make the catch. Like uh, like our caller Sean said, and like I said a little bit earlier, I, I think there was a little bit of a stitch down on the ground, but you never know. All right, uh, that was the play of the game. Now let's go out to the phones. We have a few other phone callers if you want to join us, 833-288-0973. Let's talk to Gary in San Diego. How's it going, Gary? How are you feeling tonight? pretty good it's jerry it's all right oh jerry is this the gary that i keep calling gary on the the talk show as well no but okay. i love you in the morning uh, I, i'm it's i'm funny. in the afternoon i'm in the afternoon but it's all right i, oh, I love wait, the morning tony, show guys too no 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 with tony and everybody oh yes yes you yes they give you such a hard time, <laughs> all the time man. they they do they anyway, do but i get them back so what's on your mind jerry i know you do um I'm not worried. It's it's the Dodgers. I mean, they're a great team. Um, we just need to tweak a little bit. Why is Fam? I I like that he's they're trying to get him out there, but I don't know. Fam just keeps not doing good. <laughs> yes, you're you're right. I I agree with you. But uh, you know, I gotta if you're a listener of our our show, Gwen and Chris. I got to go with Tony and Chris. I got to say that they got to keep running him out there until until there it seems like he's just doing more. He's doing it's it's hurting him rather than helping him just to keep running him out there like that. But I think that hit at the end that's a good sign. He, he hit the ball hard. He hit it slicing away. It was just a great catch. It was a better catch than it was a hit. I don't think he did anything wrong. Nope. That was great. I think he's going to get better for the Padres. It's too early. It's a long season. We're gonna get. We're gonna come back and we're gonna win tomorrow. I know that. Oh, you know that. I like that. I like that, Jerry. I'm writing that down in my notebook right now. Jerry says, "I know that." Call us, Jerry. If they call us on the afternoon show, Jerry, if they win tomorrow, and and let us know that you called it. Okay. Got it, man. You take care. Okay. All right, you too. Thanks for calling. Let's go out to our next caller. I believe it's Ralph. Ralph, is this you? Hey, how's it going, Ralph? What's what's on your mind? Hey, so, I mean, at 13-2, and two, we're thinking the Dodgers are going to win 140 games this season? Uh, no, I don't think Not the gonna Dodgers are going to win. Are, are we it, talking to a it, Dodger fan? It's it, okay. It's okay. No, I, no. I, I'm telling you, Dodgers are not going to win 140 games this season. 
So it's too early to panic. <laughs> I agree. I agree with you on that. It's too early to panic. Way it's... too early to panic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You never know what's going to happen with injuries and all that, but I, I appreciate you calling, Ralph, and telling us that. You know, uh, call us back on any of the postgame shows. Thank you, Ralph. 833-288-0973 if you want to join the postgame show. This is the uh, – or 97.3 The Fan. I'm Matt Scraby, and we're just breaking down the second straight loss from the uh, Padres. The Dodgers beat them 2 to nothing tonight. So we are uh, screening some phone calls right now. In the meantime – as Brian is trying to screen these phone calls. Uh, let's take this caller right here before we go to break. I don't want to go to break and then have them uh, hang up during break. So, hey, what's going on? You're on the air. Yeah, this is Chris. I'm a first-time Chris, caller. First-time caller. Okay, Chris, hey, thanks for calling. <laughs> I've been listening to you for a while. Oh, I just want to nice. like, say, like, I went to the game tonight, and... Like, last year, Tatis just looked, like, more smooth, and last couple of years, it looked more smooth. Like, today just – it looks like he's, like, a little more harder, you know what I mean? He's a little bit more what? Like <laughs> you... – I don't know what just happened, but uh, thank you for calling. I didn't hear what he said, but anyway. Uh, let's go to our next caller. Do we know the name of our next caller, Brian? All right. You are on the line, 858. How's it going? I can hear you. Okay, we're going to put you on hold. We're going to go to break, and then we're going to check and see who's on the other line. Um, Padres lose to the Dodgers. I'm still a little weirded out over what happened with that phone call. I felt like he thought he said something bad, and he hung up, but I don't think he did. Anyway, if you want to give us a call and you want to join us to talk about the Padres, 833-288-0973. But on the other side of the break, we are going to talk about the player of the game, and we're also going to get you caught up on everything that happened in the baseball world today, including what former Padre hit into a triple play Today in one of the games. That's all next on the Padres post game show. I'm Matt Scraby on 97.3 The Fan. This is Dan Altavilla from the San Diego Padres. You're listening to Padres Baseball on the Padres Radio Network. Matt Scraby back with you here in the Odyssey Palace. The Padres lose to the Dodgers 2 0 after a great outing from you, Darvish. In fact, you, Darvish. Let me just, I was going to tease it in a certain way, but let's just get right to it because we know who the player of the game is. Which player had the biggest impact on today's game? Let's take a look at the player of the game. Presented by Valley View Casino and Hotel. San Diego's favorite casino and dining. Here's the 0-2. And Taylor swings and misses late on a fastball and three straight strikeouts for you, Darvish going back to last inning. That's a new season high. Eight Ks for you, Darvish. One out here in the seventh. Oh, I love that song in the background. I think it's Spoon Man by Soundgarden. I just love it. Anyway, that's what happens when they strike out, guys, in the uh, home games. You Darvish, though, he is our player of the game. He went seven innings strong. He only gave up, gave up one earned run, which was actually the walk of Clayton Kershaw with the bases loaded. That has to hurt. He struck out nine, and he walked two. He moves to one and one on the year, but 98 pitches. 68 of them for strikes on the year. Now he is 2.55 in the ERA department. And thank you to Jesse Agler for this stat he said during the broadcast. Yu Darvish has gone six innings in 17 of his last 19 starts, and it was very important for him to go deep into the game tonight, especially after the Padres used nine pitchers last night in that 12-inning game. So very important for Yu Darvish to go deep. He did. Pierce Johnson was the other uh, relief pitcher along with Emilio Pagan. Emilio Pagan, who ended up giving up a home run in the ninth inning to Justin Turner, but uh, it was, you know, it might as well have been the 10th run of the game because that's how good the Dodgers were pitching. All right, before we get to the out of 10 scoreboard, let's go back out to the phones. Katie, how is it going tonight? Katie, what's on your mind? Katie. I feel like we got some pranksters tonight. I feel like we got some pranksters tonight. What's... Hey, Katie, are you there? No, I'm here. Okay, all right. I think you're on mute. You're not a prankster? I'm here. Okay, what's up? What's on your mind? <laughs> All right, we're going to put Katie back on hold. We're going to figure out what's going on with her phone. Maybe she has a bad connection or something like that. But in the meantime, let's go and check in on all the scores around baseball. 
Time to check the scores around the big leagues with the out-of-town scoreboard on the Padres Radio Network. The Angels and the Mets were postponed due to COVID issues on the Minnesota Twins side. No word on what happens with the rest of the series, but the Angels were supposed to get underway with the, uh, the, not the Angels and the Mets, the Angels and the Twins. I'm sorry about that. But they were trying to get together today in Anaheim. It did not happen because of COVID issues. Major League Baseball still trying to figure out what they're going to do with the rest of those games. The Mets had a doubleheader today in Coors Field after getting their first game of the series against the Rockies in Colorado. Snowed out. Jacob deGrom, they... uh, he he and the Mets beat the Rockies four to three. They get the win. Jacob Degrom gets the win for the Mets and goes one and one on the year. But he did something pretty historic today. He struck out nine consecutive batters. He's the ninth pitcher in Major League Baseball history to do so within a game. Tom Seaver has the record with ten in a row. Degrom also has his forty eighth career ten strikeout game, which is the second most in Mets history behind only Tom Seaver, who had sixty. He's also get this because they played a seven inning game. He's also the first Mets pitcher ever to strike out 14 batters in an outing of six or fewer innings pitched. Previous most strikeouts by a Mets pitcher in an outing of six innings pitcher or fewer was 12, done by Zach Wheeler in 2013, Pedro Martinez in 2005, and Nolan Ryan in 1971. So that was Jacob DeGrom's day. He had a good one, especially in Coors Field. That's not easy to do. The Royals and the Blue Jays also played a doubleheader today. In the first game, Blue Jays pitcher Steven Matz held the Kansas City Royals without a hit into the sixth inning, and Jonathan Davis and Vlad Jr. homered to give the Toronto Blue Jays a 5-1 victory in the seven-inning opener of their doubleheader. In game two, it was a bullpen game for both teams, but the Royals' uh, DH Salvador Perez went yard to walk off and win the game 3 to two in the second game of the of the Mets and the Rockies, the Rockies took the the game seven to two. So Rockies finally get a win. Good for them. Good for them. Back to uh, the National League Central. Yadier Molina hit two home runs, doubled in, drove in four runs, and Nolan Arenado and Paul DeYoung also homered in the St. Louis Cardinals nine to four victory over the Phillies today. The Cardinals have had a, a tough go lately and winning for their just uh, for just the second time. In the last seven games, St. Louis broke the game open with six runs in the third off Phillies' Matt Moore, and Moore recorded consecutive outs to start the inning before getting roughed up with two outs. So the Cardinals go on to win 9-4, to and Yachty Molina hits two home runs. Speak, uh, speaking of National League Central home runs, Chris Bryant and Wilson Contreras each homeward twice, and the Cubs beat the Braves 13-4 to Saturday, or this afternoon at Wrigley Field. Atlanta, they actually returned. They brought someone up from their alternate uh, site, Sean Casmer Jr. It's the first time that he's been in the major leagues for the first for 13 years. Javi Baez and David Boat also homered for the Cubs, who stopped a two-game losing streak. Chicago entered hitting a major league worst 166, and then took an 11 to nothing lead in the fifth. San Diego and Trevor Williams moves to 2-1 and one on the year. He allowed one run and four hits in five innings. He had given up five runs and ten hits against Pittsburgh in his previous start. But Sean Casmer Jr., I was reading that last year, while he, the, the minor leagues were not in operation due to COVID, he was uh, getting unemployment insurance and sitting on his couch at home. So uh, definitely what a difference a year makes for him. So good job. I mean, it was like over 1,000 games that he played in the minor leagues before he finally got another shot in the big leagues. The Red Sox wore their new blue and yellow uniforms and are now 1-0 in those uniforms. The Red Sox beat the White Sox 7-4 today when Marwin Gonzalez homeward in the bottom of the eighth, which started a four-run eighth-inning rally. Adam Ottavino gets the win for the Red Sox and only has 12 pitches in the win. He moves to 2-1 on the season. They're expected to have a doubleheader tomorrow after weather postponed the Friday night game. After starting the season 0-6, the Oakland Athletics have won seven in a row after shutting out the uh, Detroit Tigers earlier today, seven to nothing. A's manager Bob Melvin, I didn't know if I don't know if you know this, but he had a superstition and he gave it up once their awful start happened. He and he might not be going back to it anytime soon. He said last season, "quote Here's my superstition: I eat a piece of candy before we hit in the first, the third, the fifth, the seventh." And then the ninth. But in the ninth, the piece of candy has to be green. 
Who knows how he got to that process, but that's his superstition. He has since stopped that, and the A's have won seven in a row. Matt Olson, Aramis Garcia, and Mark Canna each homered in the win. Former Padre told you before the break uh, caused a triple play, and it's current Cleveland Indian Josh Naylor. He lined into that triple play in the eighth inning, then let a routine grounder roll through his legs at first base with two outs in the ninth that led to Cincinnati's tying run as the Reds beat the Cleveland Indians 3-2 to two in the in the 10th Saturday, Reds closer Sean Doolittle moves to 2 to nothing on the season, getting the win. The Tampa Bay Rays have found their footing after starting the year 3-8. They move to 7-8 on the season with a 6-3 win over the Yankees and the Bronx. Tyler Glass now overcame cramps and poor control to pitch five innings of one-run ball. Both former Padres Manny Margot hit a tie-breaking two-run home run late in the game, and Francisco Mejia also went deep in the win. The Yankees dropped to an AL worst 5-9 and nine, as they've now lost four straight, and everybody in New York is panicking, which is kind of fun to see for once. Diamondbacks Tim LaCastro had a 29-consecutive steal streak to start his career, but Jan Gomes and the Nationals put an end to that after he was caught stealing today. LaCastro was also hurting because he dislocated a finger trying to steal. Catcher for the Nationals, Jan Gomes, homered and drove in two in the game, and the uh, Diamondbacks have dropped four of their last five games. Marlins' Jorge Alfaro hit a game-ending two-run double, and the Marlins rallied from two deficits in the ninth and tenth innings to beat the San Francisco Giants 7-6 to tonight. The Giants have lost two straight against the Marlins, and in fact, the Giants led 5-3 to before RBI singles in the ninth by Alfaro and Starling Marte off Jake McGee. Uh, McGee blew his first save in seven opportunities and threw 35 pitches in the inning. So the Marlins win 7-6 there. Padres' next opponent, the Milwaukee Brewers, moved to 8-6 on the season after beating the Pirates 7-1. Brett Anderson pitched seven effective innings, and the Milwaukee Brewers built a big lead early. In fact, all runs for the Brewers came in the first and second inning. Jackie Bradley Jr. hit a leadoff single in the first inning, and the Brewers went on to score five times with every run coming with two outs. Jackie Bradley Jr. had three hits, tripled, and scored in the second as Milwaukee made it 7 to nothing, and the final was 7-1. to one. So that is it for the out-of-town scoreboard. One last one. It just happened. It just went final. The Astros beat the Mariners 1-0 to nothing in Seattle. Zach Greinke went eight innings, giving up four hits and six strikeouts. All right, we have Katie on the line. Let's try it one more time. How's it going, Katie? What do you think of tonight? I, I'm a little disappointed in our offense. I mean, what do you think? I am definitely disappointed in the offense as well. What what specifically are you disappointed in? I mean, you know, leaving that many guys on base, not producing with runs in scoring position. I mean, I just about died last night. When we couldn't <laughs> move those guys home with less than two outs. So, I mean, you don't, you don't want to make too much of it early in the season, but, you know, how about we call some early batting practice tomorrow? <laughs> okay, I can get behind that, Katie. I can get behind some early batting practice. They showed up late today. They didn't take batting practice. Maybe that's the reason. Who knows? I mean, you could be onto something there. But you're right. I mean, they went four for 26 in the last two games with runners in scoring position, and they're not going to win games when they're doing that. Today, Tonight, it was one for six with runners in scoring position. Last night, it was three for 20 with runners in scoring position, and you're just never going to win games. Four and 26 in two games against the Dodgers is just not going to get it done. And the, the Padres need to find something on, on the offensive side very soon because – you know, they're going to be uh, – the, the Milwaukee Brewers are coming to town. They're going to be without Christian Yelich, but the, the Brewers are always good. They're, you can't look past the Brewers. They're 8-6 and six on the season. they got good pitching, and the uh, then the Padres will go up to Los Angeles and take on the Dodgers for four straight games. So you have to find the offense now, and you have to find the offense quick, and hopefully you find the offense tomorrow against Trevor Bauer. So thank you for the phone call, Katie. Appreciate that. I think all of us are very worried about the Padres in their offense right now. But you're right. It is early. It is early. But 4 for 26, again, it's just not going to do it. Those aren't the numbers that we want to see from the Padres. But on the other hand, the Padres, they, they're, uh, they're, they're a different team this year. You don't, you don't count them out until the game is actually over because, as we saw tonight, guys on second and third – uh, Tommy Pham slicing that ball to right. Mookie Betts just making a better catch than the hit was. So that's that's why that happened. I mean, it, it, it's it's going to happen for the Padres. They're going to get on base, but 
you need to make sure you get some of those guys in or else, especially early in the game, you need to start the game with some quick runs and then rely on your pitching to kind of hold the Dodgers at bay or whoever they're playing at the time. Okay. Well, do we have any other phone calls? We do not. If you want to join us, 833-288-0973. But while we're doing, we're waiting for some phone calls, let's update you on this. Which Padre went deep tonight? Let's take a look at the Padres home run tally. Brought to you by the Gomez firm on the Padres radio network. Well, the Padres scored no runs tonight, so that means that they did not hit any home runs tonight. And the tally as of last night was 16 home runs on the season. So that's where the Padres currently sit in Major League Baseball. They are currently tied for 11th in baseball as of right now. And uh, the leader of Major League Baseball in home runs is the Cincinnati Reds with 22. Detroit Tigers. Interesting. 20. They're the second in the league. Tigers aren't as bad as people think. But Padres' home run tally is uh, 16 on the season. The Padres, they fall to the Dodgers for the second night in a row. Two to nothing. You Darvish losing, taking the loss. But it's unfair that he takes the loss because he pitched so well. Seven innings, one earned run, nine strikeouts, two walks. Clayton Kershaw gets the win. He moves to 3-1 and one on the year. He went six innings, uh, gave up no runs, struck out eight, and walked two. And then... Clayton Kershaw was doing a little bit of barking on the uh, from his dugout to Jerickson Profar. I, I can't remember which inning. I think it was like the fourth or the fifth inning. Profar went to uh, he he got rung up by the home plate umpire. He said, "No, no, 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 no. There was some catcher interference. I can guarantee you that my bat hit his." We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one. They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Glove. They go to the replay. Clayton Kershaw comes out of the dugout and starts yelling, as Chris Ella would say, expletives at Jerickson Profar. And after we saw the little dust-up last night, uh, I, I think we were expecting something to happen tonight. They got it under control, but... You know, a lot of the the people that I know that are Dodgers fans, they were texting me and telling me, you know what, that's the most fired up Clayton Kershaw they have ever seen. And Clayton Kershaw, he's a really, really even keel guy. He doesn't get too high, doesn't get too low. And Tony said it on the broadcast when Trent Grisham hit that home run last year and all that controversy happened when the, the Dodgers didn't like his bat flip and him staring at the ball and all that stuff. Clayton Kershaw was the first person to not say anything after the game. So to see him getting so fired up over something like what happened tonight with Jerks and Profar and catcher's interference, like it was it was uh, interesting. It was interesting. It kind of let me into a little bit of the mindset of Clayton Kershaw of these Padres, they're good and we can't overlook them because uh, once we do, they're going to start beating us. So that was uh, kind of fun to see, I guess, a little bit to see that the Padres got under the skin of Clayton Kershaw because Clayton Kershaw has just been absolutely incredible against the Padres his entire career. Again, the Padres lose to the Dodgers for the second straight night, two to nothing. When we get back, we're going to close up the show and we're going to preview, or actually we have the relief pitcher of the game, and then we're going to preview what's going down tomorrow, and it's a big one tomorrow. We'll tell you why. I'm Matt Scraby. This is the Padres Post Game Show on 97.3 The Fan. This is Will Myers from the San Diego Padres. You're listening to the Padres Post Game Show on 97.3 The Fan. Matt Scraby back with you here in the Odyssey Palace on 97.3 The Fan, the Padres postgame show. Padres uh, going to be closing up their first series of the season against the Dodgers tomorrow at 1.10 p.m. We're going to uh, talk about the matchup tomorrow in just one second. But first, we have to give away our final award of the night, and we're going to do it right now. Which pitcher came in and slammed the door shut? Let's find out who's the relief pitcher of the game in partnership with the San Diego Food Bank. Providing relief for tens of thousands of families affected by COVID-19. Become a donor or volunteer today at sandiegofoodbank.org. We only had two pitchers to choose from tonight for the relief pitcher of the game. One of them was Emilio Pagan, and one of the other was Pierce Johnson. 
And we ended up going with Pierce Johnson as the relief pitcher of the game because he came in in the eighth inning. He only he gave up a hit, but he came back and struck out two batters. So no damage was done against him. And the only thing, the only black mark against Emilio Pagan tonight is that he gave up that home run against Justin Turner in the ninth inning. So that is why we had to go with Pierce Johnson as our relief pitcher of the game for tonight. Emilio Pagan, though, he has been pretty good this year. I got to say, he has been a lot better than last year. We talked to him a few weeks ago on Gwen and Chris on Friar Friday. He said he's got the best fastball in the league. And with a 1.29 ERA, you know, I can't argue with him. I can't argue with him. No more phone calls for tonight. If you want to try to squeeze in one more phone call, you can, but we're going to get out of here in just one second. 833-288-0973. We have to... Uh, preview what's going to happen tomorrow night between the Dodgers and the Padres, or I guess tomorrow day. I'm going to be going to the game. I'm very excited to see what's happening tomorrow with Trent Grisham, not Trent Grisham, uh, Trevor Bauer. Trent Grisham is not a pitcher, but he probably will be in the game. And the Padres are sending Blake Snell to the mound. This is going to be a fantastic matchup. I mean, all of the matchups pitching-wise have been great so far in this series. You had Ryan Weathers yesterday and you had uh, Walker Bueller, and tonight you had Clayton Kershaw and you Darvish. So pitching has been very, very good in this series, and and tomorrow it's going to be even better. Trevor Bauer is starting the year very well. He's two and zero. He has a two point seven ERA. He has a .60 whip, which is walks and hits per uh, innings pitched, which a .60 whip is very good. He's pitched 20 innings. He's struck out 29 batters, and he's only walked five while giving up three home runs. So Trevor Bauer, for as much as we talk about him and for as much as he puts himself in the limelight, he has backed it up this year on the mound when he is in the game and he is pitching. So, again, Trevor Bauer taking the mound for the Dodgers against Blake Snell. Blake Snell trying to bounce back after that two-thirds of an inning um, outing last time against the Pirates. Blake Snell has not had a win yet this year for the Padres. He is 0-0 on the year. His ERA is 4.35. His whip is 1.65. He's only pitched 10.1 innings this season. And he has struck out 17, but he's walked eight, and he's given up nine hits. He's only given up one home run, which was to, I believe, Dylan Ruff in the game against the Giants a few weeks ago. But that is going to be the matchup for tomorrow, and it's going to be a good one. So everybody needs to get out to the ballpark if they can. I know that I am looking forward to going to a game with some fans and it's going to be fun tomorrow. Trevor Bauer and Blake Snell. The Padres absolutely have to win tomorrow's game if they want to keep some sort of pace with the Dodgers. Dodgers are 13-2 and on the year. They're also 7-2 and on the road. Now, I will say we were talking about how the Padres played the Diamondbacks early in the year and they played the Pirates. Well, the Dodgers, they did play the Rockies. But that theory's kind of gone up in, in the air once they came into San Diego and they won two games. They won the first one 11 to six. They won tonight's two to nothing. So uh, that theory, I think uh, we know that the Dodgers are a good team, but on the other side, we also know that the Padres are right there. And I believe our caller Katie, there's a couple other callers that called in and said the same thing that they need to hit with runners in scoring position and they're going to be just fine. This isn't a Padres team where the game is over before it even starts. So every time the Padres take the, the field, they have a chance Right now I'm watching the replay of the fight between Clayton Kershaw and Jerks and Profar. And he is, he's being held back by the umpires. He was held back. Dave Roberts came running out of the dugout. It was intense for one second, but he keeps yelling at Profar. It's pretty funny. I, I love to see this side of Kershaw. I love that this this series and this rivalry right now is bringing that out of Kershaw. So We'll see what happens tomorrow. I want to thank everyone who has helped me tonight. Brian Cohen on the board, helping with everything. All the stuff that you hear in your ears is through the fine hands of Brian Cohen. We also have Jesse Agler and Tony Gwynn Jr. calling the game on-site engineer Dave Marcus, as well as our boss. You guys all know him and love him, Adam Klug. He's back. The videos are back. I am pumped up to uh, see the Twitter of at 97.3, the fan is being populated with tons of Padres news. So with that said, the Padres fall for the second straight night in a row to the Dodgers. 
two to nothing. And tomorrow, Trevor Bauer and Blake Snell will take the mound for their respective teams. Pre-game, 12.10 p.m. and first pitch at 1.10 p.m. Big game for the Padres. So make sure everyone is crowded around their radios and ready to go tomorrow. Thanks for listening tonight. This has been the Padres Post Game Show. I'm Matt Scraby, and this is 97.3 The Fan. Good night. Thanks for joining us for today's game. For all the latest news on the Friars, stay tuned to your home of the San Diego Padres. 97.3 The Fan and the Padres Radio Network.